0: Aloha and welcome to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Is it possible to slow down the aging process? Today I'll be speaking with internationally renowned medical intuitive Carolyn Sutherland, best-selling author of The Body Knows. Join me for a conversation with Carolyn about how to stay young and have vibrant health at any age. Conversations is sponsored by HealthMasterySystems.com Holistic Products for Body, Mind and Soul and PurePlantEssentials.com Organic Aromatherapy Please visit these websites today Be sure to visit the iTunes store and subscribe for the complete lineup of shows on conversations to enlighten and heal Carolyn Sutherland is an internationally renowned medical intuitive. She has a vast clinical background as an allergy testing technician in environmental medicine. Carolyn was raised in a medical family. Her mother, who was a dietitian, and her father and grandfather, who were medical doctors, strongly influenced her desire to work in the health and medical field. Her book, The Body Knows How to Tune In to Your Body and Improve Your Health, discusses medical intuition from the physical perspective, enabling people to develop the eyes to see into the veiled layers of the body and to understand some of its mysteries. Carolyn is the founder of Sutherland Communications, which offers medical intuitive training programs, weight loss programs, and consultation services for adults and children. For more than 20 years, Carolyn's direct guidance and medical intuition have positively influenced the lives of more than 100,000 people and attracted the founder of Hay House, Louise Hay, to champion her work most importantly carolyn is herself a vibrantly alive woman with the energy of a thirty to forty year old and she's in her mid-sixties carolyn certainly lives her message to us about how to stay young at any age To learn more about Carolyn Sutherland and her work, please visit her website, where you can also register for upcoming free teleconferences, subscribe to her newsletter, and more. That website address is carolynsutherland.com. That's Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, Sutherland, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D.com. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Carolyn Sutherland. Aloha, Carolyn. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: That was quite an introduction, KG. Thank you very much. (laughs) You know, we have sort of the one that comes from Hay House or as part of the press kit, but boy, that was that was a good one. So thank you very much. I should get you to email that back to me. Uh, okay, um, I it's will. Great, it's great. to be on your show, and I just love your gentle energy. And obviously, people have been very um, impressed and and um, you know attracted to what you're talking about—body, mind, and soul. It's it's so important. Yes. What inspired you
0: to write *The Body Knows* with your message about how to stay young?
1: Well, let's face it, when I, when I turned 60, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm a writer, so I'm always interested in what the next step is for me and for everybody else. Every eight seconds, somebody in the United States is turning 50, so I figured, well, you know, let's face it, the healthy aging category is going to be something that people are going to want to refer to, uh, in large numbers, and so they're obviously doing that. And uh, I, I knew that I had a bit of a prescription for staying young and staying vibrant. And I'm 65 now, and I have a lot of energy and a lot of creativity, and many projects on the go, and lots of travel, and do fun things. And and I knew that there was a way to stay young, and uh, it we needed to broadcast that message to many people.
0: So tell us your story, Carolyn. How did you come to this work?
1: Well, I started out a long time ago at the age of 39 as a patient in a clinic that specialized in environmental medicine. Environmental medicine is the branch of medicine that deals with the human body in relationship to the environment. And we know now that that's very, very important and every single one of us is affected by the environment. So that would be anything a person was breathing, anything that they were coming in contact with, and the effects of those elements, common foods, chemicals, you know, pollens, airborne inhalants, that sort of thing, and how each one of those elements would affect that body. And so that was what I, in the world that I entered um, at the age of 39 in 1983, I can barely say 1983 now, it seems like such a long time ago. And what was interesting is I was suffering at that point from the early warning signs of multiple sclerosis. And my doctor referred me to this specialist and said, you know, I think there could be a piece for you uh there at this type of a clinic and the symptoms that you're experiencing. Let's take a look. Well, lo and behold, sure enough, after testing, it was determined that I was sensitive or intolerant to all the foods that I was eating. I was dealing with something that's extremely common called the systemic candida yeast syndrome or chronic candidiasis. I was dealing with that. I had a lot of chemical sensitivities and some uh, hormone imbalances at that time. But I became symptom-free in four weeks, and I knew that something magical had happened, and I wanted to follow that, that thread. And at that point, I was a fashion writer for a major city newspaper and glossy magazine. I wrote fashion and interior design for a number of years. And I was becoming very disenchanted with that work. And as you know, a lot of people, why they get sick is because they're not doing what they love to do. And so I gave all of that up, gave my notice at the newspaper, and just fully embraced complementary medicine, environmental medicine, and now feel that I'm very much a forerunner and a a leader in this whole uh, field, and it's extremely exciting. And it's just, just like you talk about on your program. You follow your inner guidance. You follow what you really feel in your heart, and sure enough, you'll be led to the right place. Yes. So what is
0: medical intuition?
1: Medical intuition is the ability to see beyond the normal levels of perception. So in other words, people see things with their eyes, but they can also see, comprehend, and understand, and feel things with their instinct. So medical intuition is the ability to see or to perceive beyond the normal levels of perception into subtle levels. And for me, it's very connected to the physical body. There are a lot of people who are medical intuitives and brilliant ones at that who see, uh, things, you know, like auras or they see spiritual misalignments or archetypes, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really do that. That's fascinating, and I can pull from that if I need to. I'm more interested in sort of guts, blood, hormones, mm-hmm. you know, BMs, what's happening, uh, blood sugar handling-wise, you know, that kind of thing, physical things. I'm more interested in seeing that. And what really excites me, and I know you probably have focused a lot on this in your program, mm-hmm. is that the body has a phenomenal capacity to repair, and so for example when I look at you I can see your body's capacity to repair and what we do is we engage that we engage that capacity by motivating the person and offering practical suggestions to get that body to actually turn around because it's trying to turn around all the time but we keep be- beating it with a stick and yeah. saying no you know we don't want you to turn around because we don't know that there's a way to turn it around and it's actually pretty simple. Mhm. So, how did this gift of medical intuition come to you, Carolyn? Well, to be honest with you and i and I know a lot of your listeners will relate to this, I started very simply and took way back and this is twenty five years ago now a very simple course in meditation. Mm-hmm. so when people do a practice of daily meditation or you know some kind of practice of Tuning in or staying quiet or listening, just, you know, contemplative mm-hmm. uh, kind of a practice, you get in touch with what would be termed inner guidance or the small still voice within. So I took a class in meditation and it turned out that I was very visual and could actually see things mm-hmm. through what would be termed guided imagery or guided meditation. I could see things and And have visions, and I started out with these with this ability just to see see visions and sort of see into bodies through the practice of meditation and Then what happened is I learned to do kinesiology or muscle testing that a lot of your listeners will know about,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and also to use a pendulum and that was a beginning way in I would describe it a way in that was a beginning for me. Mm-hmm. And so that was useful because I knew you could move beyond the rational and you could move into a whole other layer and get information, access information, in a yes or no kind of um, response. But the real kicker was when I had a near-death experience in 1995 Mm -hmm. and I went from yes-no responses for tuning into bodies to actually having a peak spiritual experience, which basically opened up this this whole realm of seeing beyond and and getting extemporaneous information. Mm -hmm. So it it came very strongly then, but it developed during the course of being an allergy testing technician. That was the second part. I was a patient for the doctor, and then he asked me to come and work for him. Mm -hmm. And during the course of learning to do allergy testing and then uh, performing these tests, about 200 tests on each patient, I became very, very intuitive, very psychic around the body in a practical way, so it it was a very interesting progression, and you know when we always say there's no accidents, the universe knows where we're supposed to be, uh-huh. that universe was definitely leading me. Into this area. And I'd always been very medical. I wanted to be a nurse when I was a little girl, but I saw my first sight of blood and that scared me right off. Mm -hmm. And so here it is. I've turned around and, 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 you know, been very involved in, in the world of medicine, complementary medicine, and never have to view the sight of blood. So that's always a good thing. (laughs) How does medical intuition work for you? What do you see? Well, it comes in different ways. It's a feeling that I get as soon as I connect with a person that there are imbalances. I do a lot of uh, telephone work, teleconferencing work and interviews and people ask me questions and as soon as they give me their name or their age Mm -hmm. I can key right into where they are right then and there. And I like the question because it it gives a starting point and then so from that starting point you can go out and pick up other things. So it's always what I feel. I feel Mm -hmm. such and such or so and so and when I'm with people directly and they're in front of me it's a feeling that i get it's mm-hmm. just a knowing that i get their hormones are out of balance these are their food allergies mm-hmm. this is what's going on with their metabolism mm-hmm. and so it's a feeling and um it's also visual looking at people but it's very based on a strong background in clinical ecology or environmental medicine and i have you know a lot of years in a clinical setting Underneath me, in terms of, mm-hmm. of background, I'm very lucky to have that. So, the so you can that I access see, that right
0: brain. There's a framework.
1: Sort of, yeah. yeah, there's a framework, which is great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very lucky that way. A lot of people don't have that. They, 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 they see, and I, and I think it's marvelous. They'll say, you know, I see kind of a color, or I get a feeling, and yeah. and you know, I sort of see this thing, and I don't really know what it means. But if you have a clinical background, you can hang it on that.
2: Yes.
0: And yes. so
1: I feel fortunate to have had that.
0: You have the, a a place to ground it and a language, yes, exactly. a way it needs to language to be grounded,
1: it. grounded and it needs to be practical. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well,
0: what are the four keys to vibrant aging you talk about in your book The Body Knows?
1: Well, here's the thing. The first one is to stop the body breakdown. So let's find out what's breaking down that body. And as soon as people realize, "Oh my gosh, you know, I'm overeating." Um, a lot of starch or I'm overeating a lot of sugar or I'm drinking too much coffee or I'm worried all the time or I have a bad job, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think that's, you know, that's a factor. People identify that. And then stress, we know that stress is really an issue. So those are the things that break down the body, all the things that we know that, that would be good for us to change, just habits in general that we know are, are taxing us. And I love, I, I always teach that. I teach classes in how to stay young. And I have people hold their heart and they, they check inside and they ask, how quickly are they aging? Are they aging quickly? Are they aging, uh you know, in a medium way? Or are they aging slowly? And then we go back in a meditation again and ask, okay, well, what are the factors that are contributing to this aging? And, you know, it's, it's really quite dramatic. Some people say, well, I'm dwelling in the past. I've, there's a past relationship that I've been dwelling on or focusing on for the past five years that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, no longer serving me and I'm still dwelling on that. Other people, I mean, like very interesting um, insights from people. People say, um, I watch too much news and that's contributing to my aging. Other people will say too much sugar. That's almost the most common food that people are addicted to is sugar. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as we know, cancer cells are glucose supported. And we have a very, very high incidence of cancer, and cancer is an age-related disease. So it makes sense for people to, to um, you know, reduce their sugar consumption because of the fact <clears throat> that cancer cells are fueled uh, by glucose. So, you know, it, it's very interesting to see for people to perceive that on their own their own instincts to tap into how how quickly they're aging and why they're aging. Mm -hmm. So that's the first component, is to stop the the body breakdown. Just, you know, what can be done to arrest that in its tracks. Mm -hmm. And then we rebuild the body with the proper foods. And I find one of the biggest issues when people progress with age is the consistent need for protein. In other words, protein, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and some sort of a protein snack it doesn't matter what the form of the protein is to any major degree but it just needs to make sure that it's there and people lose energy lose ground and cells start to break down when people aren't rebuilding uh with you know the correct diet so change the diet and that's the diet of the food and the diet of the mind that's almost the biggest effect that people can have correct supplementation some kind of you know easy gentle exercise and um Getting proper sleep, but that's a caveat and that leads us into our next, uh, key to vibrant aging, which is hormone balancing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who can't sleep, who are experiencing depression, bone loss, uh, you know, bitchiness, witchiness, crabbiness, mm-hmm. you know, fixatedness, weepy, droopy, that kind of stuff, and men and women, a lot of that is is hormone imbalance. And so we're so lucky now that we have um, a great deal of interest in natural or bioidentical hormones, and we 're very fortunate that we can start to supplement or complement with these hormones that are readily available for us so that 's number four and then number five, of course, is what you 're doing you live your passion, you love what you do you 're spreading the word you 're a way shower, and that keeps people very, very healthy when they 're doing what they love to do yes so these those are the keys, and i had fun outlining those in my book and My great mentor and and friend, of course, is Louise Hay. She discovered me in 1999, and she's she'll be 83 this fall. Mm -hmm. And she really credits a lot of what you know I suggested for her as being one of the key factors in helping her to stay really you know young and firing on all four, four burners at her age, close to 83, in the next few weeks. So. You know, it's 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 really remarkable. The body does have that capacity to repair, but we need to give it the tools. Mm -hmm. And I find over and over again, I find it very interesting. And I can share this with you because you're spiritual and because you have a wide spiritual audience. It surprises me the number of people who are highly evolved spiritual people. Very, very evolved. I mean, they're doing their meditation. They're doing their rune cards. They're doing all this stuff. And yet, they're not really willing to take that particular level of personal self-mastery, which is care of the body. Their care of the soul is very high. Their care of the body is not that strong. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
1: find there's a mismatch there that that actually surprises me. Because to me, if a person is spiritual, and they really are ready to climb that personal spiritual, you know, Mount Everest, and, 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 and take that path, that higher path, it would appear that they would be interested in doing this, this piece, like I mentioned, of personal self-mastery, which is yes. care of the body, and yet it surprises me, the number of people who aren't.
0: Yes, I I agree. I mm. see it all the time.
1: It's, it's like, oh, you want me to give up my lattes? Oh, you want me to give up my sticky yes. buns and my donuts? Oh, I don't know if I can do that.
0: Yes, it's interesting. So what
1: I say is, hey, can we switch? Can we switch this sticky bun for something else that will satisfy you just as much but won't tear your body down? Mm-hmm. Can we switch out that latte for something else? Can we maybe give you one latte in the weekend and not during the week? Yes. Stuff like that.
2: Yes. And it's
1: almost like, and it's very interesting, and I'm, I'm happy that I can share this with you. It's almost like we're dealing with a group of people that have two levels. One is their angel or their high self level,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: two is a very resistant uh, child,
2: Absolutely. and it's
1: it's this it's this dealing with this resistant child that doesn't want to really do it
2: mm-hmm. that I
1: find very very interesting, mm-hmm. and so it, it's it's the high spiritual being, the higher self of the person coming through that pays the lip service to actually doing mm-hmm. it, but will the child move on it? Hmm. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know what I see is I see death. I see that they're not going to make it. I see they're not going to be able to commit and fully fulfill their higher purpose. I yeah. see that they're going to crater out within five or ten years and they're not going to get the job done. Yeah. And what's interesting, when I had that near death experience, is I saw the other side. Mm-hmm. I saw what happens when we pass from this portal to the next. And if we don't have our job done here on this plane, that is a very sinking, not great feeling to go to that other side and know you're not done. Mm hmm. So this is my highest motivation, which I talk about in my book. My highest motivation for helping people is so that they can leave the planet with their job done, i.e., that they've got all the energy, the vitality, the strength, the focus, the mental clarity to actually complete their higher mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's almost the sole reason I do this work.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, well, I had a, not near death, but I definitely have connected with, I call it my mother matrix, and after yeah. really connecting with that through my, my higher heart chakra,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, I have surrendered to her, her educating and her guiding me now, because I just, it's not something I t- can talk about, but there's this, uh, maybe that's what it is, is that I realize that there's something I've contracted for, that I Mm-hmm. I'm just committed now. I just have to complete this. So maybe it's um, akin to what you're talking about. There's some sort of an insight happening there, or
1: something, right? But the thing is, whatever it is, you've committed to and surrendered to, and and and, and you know you're contracted to do to to which is sort of mirror what you're saying. The body is needed. The strength in the body is needed for that to be actually complete and done. And, you know, that's the thing. Because you're on track, because you're on task and on purpose, now, let's get the energy in the body. Let's get that mental clarity down. Let's get that, that, that stamina. Let's get that, you know, increased. Mm -hmm. So that you can do it. What I love is, of course, and you get this, and you said that, the spiritual insights that you get all the time, we get that. And we won't get spiritual insight unless we have a, a healthy body and we're
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of focused in on that. So that's why I think it's, it's a marriage and it's all fit together. Mm-hmm. Yes. How, how
0: well are we aging as a society in the U.S. and Canada and just North America in general?
1: Well, in lots of ways, I would say the tools are there for us to age in a very, very healthy manner. When you think of it, we're extremely lucky. I mean, look at the insurgence of, of organic foods, pesticide-free, all that kind of stuff. We're very, very fortunate. We have affluence for the most part. We have um, consciousness and awareness, which people in a lot of countries don't have. So we have all the tools there, but instead we want to play. We want to, you know... Circle the perimeter, but we don't really want to take the climb as a, as a society. We don't have that many models for healthy mm-hmm. aging, and I hope mm-hmm. that I would be one of those models.
0: Yes, you definitely are.
1: Definitely. But we do need as, as a society. I think we're aging badly, but the plus side is we have all the tools to do so, and we can turn it around very quickly. Yes. It does take long yes. to start turning things around. Yes. So in your
0: your book, The Body Knows, you talk about tuning in and identifying the individual factors that age us. Yeah. Um, you you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Could you describe this more for us, or even maybe guide listeners just in a in a sort of a short practice of how they could tune in?
1: Sure. You bet. Well, what we'll do is why don't we? Let's hope nobody's driving. And why don't we just do a short meditation? Okay. So what we do is find a comfortable position and close your eyes and just feel that beautiful energy, that beautiful love energy coming through your body. Feel it all around you. Take a deep breath in and hold it and let it out just gently with a big sigh and then take another deep breath in and hold it. And just let it out again with a big sigh. Just let that breath go. And then the third deep breath, take it in and hold it and just let it out easily at your own time and pace. And just know that always the answers reside within. And they are there. When you take three deep breaths and you sit very quietly, the answers to your questions are always available to you. The answer may not be a yes, it may not be a no, but it might be something like wait or maybe or ask again later. And you always have access to these answers at any time and trust your intuition, trust your feeling. If it doesn't feel right, you don't do it. So put your hand on your heart and you ask the question. How fast am I aging on a scale of 1 to 10? Am I aging slowly, which would be one, two, or three? Am I aging medium, which would be four, five, or six, or am I aging quickly, which would be seven, eight, nine, or ten? So get an answer. The answer will come to you quickly. Don't dwell on it. don't waffle. just oh, the answer's coming through that you're aging a six or you're aging a five, whatever it is. Oh, that's interesting. Make a mental note of that. Take a deep breath and just release that answer. Give thanks to your higher guidance, the Spirit, to the Divine for giving you an answer. And then keep your hand on your heart and ask, what three things are you doing that are contributing to the rate that you are aging? What are the three contributing factors? And there will usually be more than one. And it can be anything from thoughts to foods to behaviors and something surprising. And just let that come in. And just feel that answer come to you. What are the contributing factors? And that will come to you instinctively, very quickly, by a feeling. It can even come by words or pictures and see yourself. Okay, when you have that answer, release that and then give thanks. Give thanks again to your higher guidance, the divine spirit, for giving you some tools and some strategies. And then gently come back to where we are in our conversation. Oh, that
0: was wonderful. Mm hmm. So by the way, when you were asking about the numbers before you even did the um, the levels, I yes. saw the the number three four. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> good, that's the number you want. So aging slowly. Yeah,
0: so that was that was interesting. And the other image that came up was um was a white like a white color. So I took it like white foods.
1: Mm, leave off those white foods. Yeah, white foods.
0: So I guess it's sure. like sugars or any kind of processed foods.
1: Sure, you bet. That sort of ah, well, you know, cancer cells are glucose supported. Yeah.
0: So and any one of us at any more. time
1: have you know yeah. what would be termed precancerous yeah. cells. Yeah. We don't want to feed those.
0: So. All right. So I hope other people, uh, our listeners, also had the word. They they can come back and listen to that again and yeah um, and uh, tune in to themselves. So why is having a sense of purpose or destiny such an important part of your book, Carolyn?
1: Well I think I think um the idea of purpose or destiny really keeps us young and keeps us focused on what we're here to do and why you know, we wouldn't be here in physical form if we didn't have a specific purpose. And because we are evolved, because we are part of the new age, the age of consciousness then we, you know, desire at a soul level to make that world a better place, Mm -hmm. this new world. We want to make it a better place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that keeps us young because it motivates us, keeps us fully engaged in life, and if you're like me, which you are, and you're lucky to have a purpose, it's very easy. You know, you get up in the morning, you know exactly what you're going to do that day, and you're constantly working on your purpose, and you're constantly honing it and refining it and communicating with people and helping them. I mean, the whole idea is that when we pass from this plane to the next, that we will have spent a life of loving service. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter what the service is. You remember Mother Teresa says, small things we do with love for God. So they're small. Mm-hmm. Small things don't have to be large things, but everything we do is with that reverence for you know, the gift of being human, Reverence for the divine, and we put our our heart and our consciousness into mm-hmm. each of those small things, mm-hmm. and and that's our purpose. Some people have a very lofty purpose. Some people have a very, you know, large purpose. Other people have just as large a purpose, but it is in small things,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that keeps us young. I mean, look at the people that are sort of aimlessly wandering around without, you know, any real focus, <laughs> and you know. There's a lot of people like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, and it was interesting. A gal yesterday, I do a teleconference. Every Monday night I have a free teleconference it's from my website, carolinesutherland.com. And um, here was a woman. She called in. She's 38 years of age. That was when I found my purpose. Mm-hmm. She's actually at age 39. But there she was at 38. She has two sons. And she said, Caroline, I have no reason to live. And because I have no reason to live, I basically just feed myself junk. I just sit there and you know knock back all the, the no no stuff and the packaged stuff, and I just feel worse and worse and worse, and it's hard to climb out of a hole, and I have no reason to live. Mm-hmm. So that's you know I wouldn't want to say it's typical, but that's pretty unbelievable for somebody who's 39 years of age or 38 years of age. So if we can if we can motivate if we can feel motivated that we do have a purpose, and of course for her it would be to be a great role model for her two sons who are watching her and who will model her. They will bring home her in another package form, uh, you know, in a few years when they start choosing mates and, you know, dating and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They'll just choose her in a different pack- package. So if she's given up on herself, uh, then, you know, they'll give someone, they they will choose someone who disrespects themselves and doesn't respect them. So I find it interesting. It's all done with mirrors.
0: Yes. And patterns. It's yes. like these repeating patterns. Yes. That are inherited.
1: You know, yes, like so I encouraged levels. her. You know that there, yeah. that, that this is a time now, and you know people really appreciate, just like they do with your show, to know that there's that ability to be able to connect on a weekly basis to what you have to offer, and people, you know, have a lot of challenge in their life, mm-hmm. and just even simple things can take us down. You know, the weather, change of seasons, you know, whatever's on the news, mm-hmm. can take a person's energy down. Mm-hmm. And um, so, if there's a if there's a focal point like some sort of spiritual commu- community, like you have down there in in Ashland, or you know a church or a synagogue or whatever the thing is that people can go and they get that spiritual anointing and that, that sort of you know the sky hooks are sort of reattached yes. and they can pull themselves up. I think that's huge, and and you know I'm sure you feel the same way I do. As oh yeah. Well, the person. Hay
2: House
0: community, I think, is just tremendous.
1: Yes. Oh yes, we're very, very fortunate to be Hay House authors. It's a tremendous privilege, indeed, and it is a great community for people. They they do come there. They do get a lot of information, and also Hay House Radio, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, why is the marriage of both
0: optimum health and higher purpose so important?
1: Well, the key thing is you don't want to crater out before your time. I mean, who wants to you know come cycling down with some serious illness and chronic cell by cell breakdown? Nobody does. So it is a marriage. It's a marriage of a healthy body working on a daily basis toward higher purpose and the evolution of the soul. So I think it's, it's a, a great marriage. It's a, it's a very key marriage. And um, as soon as a person hooks into that at a soul level, as soon as they, they realize that they're here for a reason and, and life is fun and life is wonderful and what, how can we you know make it be purposeful, As soon as they hook into that, then boy, that's that's a great recipe. And then have a physical body that's healthy and great stamina, so that they don't, you know, get fatigued, Mm -hmm. and they can have a, you know, great time in the process. Mm So, um. You know, the body knows how to get
0: well is the basic premise of your book. And we've already touched a little bit upon um, that optimal health takes a deeper level of commitment than some people are willing to make. And a little bit about maybe why that is. Um, Could you talk a little bit and help us understand a little bit about how addictions, the role addictions play in all of this?
1: Yes. The addictions are extremely seductive. And what I feel is that, that as far as health is concerned, the number one reason for ill health is addiction. Addiction to a way of thinking, addiction to a way of being, addiction to a way of operating or various behaviors, addictions to foods, to substances. And these are things that are very difficult for people to set aside. For example, um, people are very addictive, addicted, I should say, to starches and sugars. That's carbohydrate. Of course, Energy goes immediately, and the mood changes as soon as somebody has starts to consume sugar or, uh, you know, a very um, refined carbohydrate. So these are powerful addictions, and people just just feel, you know, they just feel lost. These addictions have them under the a real grapple hook, and it's difficult for people to set these things aside. So. I have a wonderful lab in Utah that I've worked with for years and years and years, way back since my environmental medicine days. And we formulated a... um a, a homeopathic drops that really help to control these sugar cravings mm-hmm. called Apatrol. They're appetite suppressant drops. Mm-hmm. And so what I like to do is I talk about the addictions and how powerful they are. But I like to give people physical tools because it's one thing to say, now you've got to set that aside. That means nothing because a craving is uncontrollable. Yeah, it and has you. you yeah. These uncontrollable cravings. Yes. Yeah. And so I knew, okay, there's 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 layers to this. So the first layer is something called the yeast syndrome that I mention in my book. And that comes to me from people by a scent. It's a sweet, sickly smell that wafts right off the body. And as soon as I smell it, I know that person's going down. I know they have powerful cravings. I know they're probably fatigued. I know that they're probably having skin issues or they're probably having hormonal imbalances or they're starting to have memory loss, energy issues, that kind of thing. So as soon as I smell that scent, then I know that they're addicted. And, of course, they're going to be addicted to common foods, most notably the starches and the sugars. So we Mm -hmm. give them something to help to get this yeast syndrome under control, which, by the way, has very interesting metaphysical connotations. Mm -hmm. So we get this yeast syndrome under control with, you know, specific supplements, and then these drops that block the desire to overeat. And then... We um, start talking about the metaphysics of addiction, mm-hmm. so what it is it 's really an interplay with the forces of light and the forces of dark within the person, mm-hmm. and those forces or those energies are at play all the time mm-hmm. so in other words, when a person's thinking you know if they 're positive and they 're thinking happy thoughts, and they 're feeling good, which is what on purpose gives them that motivation to stay on task and, 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 and feel good and be fully engaged in life so purpose is very important so when we help people to understand that addictions take them off their path it's like a seductive voice that's in the co- corner that's calling to them all the time mm-hmm. and it can be chocolate it can be cookies it can be tobacco it can be who knows what the thing is overspending or over shopping whatever it calls to them, it's the other voice, it's the voice of you know the lesser self, the child, whatever it is, that's calling to them, Come to me, I'm over here, let's play. you know let's revel in a package of cigarettes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it takes the person off track in terms of mission and purpose, and it takes them off track in terms of vibrant health and vitality. So these addictions do play a huge role now this this uh, candy to yeast syndrome is very interesting. Because metaphysically, in my view, it represents the death process. So it's the breakdown, cell by cell, you know, death that is constantly going on with the, within the human being. Mm-hmm. And we want to arrest that death process. We want to keep it down mm-hmm. while the person plays out. Their sole mission or their purpose, mm-hmm. and so that's why we you know have specific say supplements that keep things under control, not to feed the subconscious death process with a lot of starch and sugar, mm-hmm. and to to understand that this is always at play, and it's something people need to pay attention to every single day and so this is new for people; they don't hear this from a lot of um of um authors and speakers, but It's something that I have worked with, understand, know, and perceive in every single person that I see. What is their life force? How can we fully engage that life force? And how can we keep them here on the planet until they've done what they want to do?
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, I'd love to hear more about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You ask me any question you want. Of course, all this comes to me by inner guidance. You know, I get I get a lot of very practical information when I'm working with people, mm-hmm. but basically all of my information I pull I pull it through. Mm-hmm. You know, the universe well, tells there me this is what a, this
0: means. This yeah, is what that. that I think there means. is within everyone. You know, mm-hmm. there are two forces. You yeah, know, uh, that are operating, and mm-hmm. and so they. Um, that's the self judgment, self criticism. Where mm-hmm. you know, and so it's. Like to get to a deep enough place so that you there's a self forgiveness that you understand that somehow mm-hmm. there's a deep understanding about that this is something that's just going to go on because you're you're in a in in duality in a 3d material existence polarity is going to be here right yeah yeah and so you're going to have these two forces in order to have an experience yes yeah. and so um, but, you know that's a very interesting thing to navigate our way through and i think we do need models for that we need to become aware of that to so that it doesn't operate just unconsciously
1: well i think i think when people identify that and they and they go with their feelings how are they feeling where is their energy what are they doing are they engaged in life and what can they do to change that mm-hmm. Uh, on a moment-by-moment basis, you know, stay in forgiveness, stay in love, stay in gratitude. I think gratitude, to be honest with you, if a person's not feeling great and they don't have that high energy, just move right, just drop into gratitude, you know, thank you for this, thank you for that, and it's amazing how quickly just getting into that vibration can really, really help so quickly.
0: And there is a lot of help, I think, from the spiritual world always available. Oh,
1: don't you feel that? Oh,
0: I wouldn't. (laughs) I mean, more than from the people world, I feel there's just, especially now, it just seems like it is just dense with us spiritual helpers.
1: Yeah, available to each one of us all
0: the time. Yes. So, um, so you have some guidelines for breaking free from addictions, right, Carolyn?
1: So well what, what, are some of what the- I would say is just recognizing what they are mm-hmm. and reevaluating what each person is. I mean each person is a blessed, you know, child of the universe mm-hmm. and that they have a right to be here. You know, that famous song, you know, that we have a right to be here. It's you know, it's our birthright to be here and on the planet. And um to move into that, you know, move into our our power and, and, and confidence Find things, you know, engage yourself in things you love to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people come to me that are that are chronically ill, and a lot of it comes from just feeding that poor inner child that's lost mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, needing that placating. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's lots of things that can be done with that. I think meditation is excellent. Hypnosis is very good. Uh, finding just simple things like joining a choir or, you know, Picking up a paintbrush—I mean, whatever the thing is the person loves—and just realizing that uh, you know life is life is short. Let's try and make it the best and have more fun. So
0: maybe uh, uh, finding some things that are substitutions. Yes. That are healthier. That'll bring you that feeling.
1: Yeah. That
0: you you know because that's why we get into addictions, right? Because we want to feel good. We think we associate a feel-good feeling with uh, the addiction.
1: That's right, but it doesn't yeah. last. You know, the best it, addiction yes. is the addiction to spirituality. You yes.
2: know, Cle- yeah. cleave
1: to spirit, like Mother Teresa would say. But let me give you something that's kind of interesting, just on a physical level. For example, almost on the very same day that Farrah Fawcett and Michael Jackson died, a real pillar in complementary medicine also died at the age of 90, 91, I think he was, and his name was Abram Hoffer. H-O-F-F-E-R. Abram, yes. A-B-R-A-M. Mm-hmm. And he was the grandfather of orthomolecular medicine. Mm-hmm. Orthomolecular medicine is nutritional medicine. He was a psychiatrist, he was a medical doctor. And he spent a whole life, literally, helping people with depression, mm-hmm. schizophrenia and other, you know, very serious mental disorders. But depression for sure and alcoholism, go figure, a powerful addiction, with specific nutrients, most notably B3, niacin, and in fact, he's very famous for his work with alcoholics, and that's a very powerful addiction. So if you look at somebody who's an alcoholic, and if you said to them, you know, you, you've got to put this alcohol down, it's ruining your family, it's doing this, it's doing that, wouldn't it be wonderful if that alcoholic knew about nutritional support, orthomolecular medicine or, or niacin, whatever approach was used, wouldn't that be marvelous if they could also do that as well because it would switch off that addictive mechanism? Yes. The addictive mechanism, actually, in my opinion, is not just personality. It's really, I would say, in the most, in the main, biochemical. Yes. And so this guy, Abram Hoffer, actually, made friends with Bill W., who was the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he said to him, he gave him B3 niacin, completely took BW, I mean, uh, uh, Bill W. out of depression and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Bill W. said, You know what, Abram Hoffer, let's go over to these chapters of um, Alcoholics Anonymous and let's introduce this concept of using B3, which pulls them out of depression right away. Uh, why you know why why should we should just go ahead and do this, which they tried to do, but they were blocked from doing it because at that point when alcoholics anonymous anonymous that cha- those chapters became more widespread across the country, it was then taken over by the medical profession they had they had a a, a stake in it, mm-hmm. and they were not allowed to discuss nutritional therapy it 's extremely interesting um, wow. the, the history of this, so getting back to addictions. Yes, addictions take tremendous courage to overcome, but I think that there's support there, and the support lies in nutritional medicine. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Well, I know Doreen Virtue um, has a book. Um, she said that it might come back out that has the 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 chemical the chemistry of the different foods or something. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, like when you have this food, it's because it's. You know what I'm saying? She's You're, saying, you're saying the
1: nutritional components of certain yes, foods.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: certain foods do have nutritional components, but not all foods work for everybody. Which yes. is why muscle testing or kinesiology yes. is very important to be able yes. to discern on an individual basis. I mean, a book telling you that say, um, you know, organic red peppers would contain. A certain nutrient might be useful, but some people might react to 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 that. So yeah. to have that, you know, at least identified on an indi- individual basis mm-hmm. through kinesiology, I think is really excellent. And we do need to have more information about that. And Doreen does a great job, and I'm sure she, her book will uh, be very, very useful and very, very helpful. But again, to to identify that individually is is I think just yeah. the bottom line for yeah. people. And it's so easy, and there's nothing. To picking up a pendulum and checking all your foods for benefit. You know, how beneficial is this particular food? And in all my books, I teach people to use the pendulum. I don't use the pendulum at all. I've gone way beyond the pendulum. That was way back 25 years ago. But everyone can use a pendulum. You,
0: You just get a yes, no. I mean, Pendulum will
1: give you a yes. It will yeah, give you I'm a Yeah, but I'm talking no. about
0: your body. You just probably oh, oh yes, can.
1: and your body will give you that yeah. too. You're right. You yeah. see, we, you don't need
0: anything outside of yourself. Yeah,
1: you know? exactly. Yeah. It's all in your own body. You bet. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that sometimes when you're disconnected from being able to then having something that will object help you get more objective or help you to be more an observe, observation.
1: Yes, you 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 get it by a feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting the other day somebody mentioned something to me that I hadn't heard about for a long time. It was a te- it was a, it was a nutrient of some sort. And, and and a little light went off in my head, which I'm sure it does for listeners and for yourself. When something feels right, and I just wrote that down. I said, "You know what? I'm going to end up using that." And sure enough the next morning somebody called they had a problem, and I was able to refer them directly yes. to that particular sub- yes. supplement.
0: Yes. Mhm. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, so what does the law of attraction have to do with all of this, with personal self-mastery and becoming free of addictions, Carolyn?
1: Well, I love that, the law of attraction, because it all comes through what would be termed our aura or our field. And so the, the field covers, you know, is it's outside the body, but it covers the body and it It it, it should be wide, it should be thick, it should be healthy, and it's very protective. The Mm -hmm. field is actually protective of illness. The field protects us against other people's fields that are negative or not useful for us. So the field, the aura, is extremely important. And we do all of our manifesting through that field. Mm -hmm. So, for example, caffeine or coffee puts the energy and the vibration of anger and irritation into the field mm-hmm. and so if if you have that energy of angry you know irritating sort of energy in your field because mm-hmm. of drinking coffee for example then the person's going to manifest you know annoying experiences frustrating experiences I'm not saying that everybody that doesn't drink coffee isn't going to have those experiences too they might but it, it is a direct relationship your field is your magnet it brings to you what you have uh, lying within it both mm-hmm. uh, emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. So when you think of the law of attraction, if if people remember that their field will be beautiful and bright and clear and shiny. For example, my husband when I first met him. I met him 6 years ago, you know, not much longer than 6 years ago at a training, a medical intuitive training that I did in Seattle and I give one every year in the Pacific Northwest. And he came to me and I, I could see fields and I knew, oh my gosh, this man has a very, very, very low energy, a lot of sadness in the field and very, very heavy. And it was interesting, serendipitously, four weeks after I met him, after doing that, that reading for him at the training, I met him um, just serendipitously through a group of friends. I didn't you know, know I was going to meet him again. And he had followed some of my suggestions and he had this incredible bright clear shiny field that was full of life and full of vibrancy and that was only in four weeks and I could tell from his field that it was wide and that it was pure and it was totally crispy clear and I love that and that is the perfect energy field to have for manifestation
0: and it's very attractive yeah yeah that uh, clear electromagnetic field yeah but
1: it's entirely dependent on doing that physical body work, clearing the toxins out of the body, clearing what weighs that body down, mm-hmm. and so, so the spirit can done. emanate
0: through the physical body.
1: Yes. 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 If you change the physical body biochemically, nutritionally, vibrationally, that field changes, and then the person lines up. What I love about that is then they don't um, they 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 don't have any issues. I wouldn't say any, but the emotional issues. Are less overweighted. I really love that about doing that physical work. Mm-hmm. As soon as the physical work is done, the emotions take on a rational perspective. They're not overweighted. They're not over dramatized. Oh, well, that's there's, there's that emotion. Mm-hmm. I can handle that. And yeah. so it's a balance. And then, of course, what I love is they line up spiritually. They're way more, um, you know, linked into their inner guidance. Mm-hmm. So,
0: how can we tell if a food or beverage is really affecting us negatively? You have a a, a little test.
1: Well, I would the say the key one that would really affect is um, is is to use the pulse. Mm-hmm. So, what you do is you test your pulse. Some people like to test it in the wrist, but a lot easier pulse is in in the neck, the carotid pulses that run up on either side of the neck. Mm-hmm. And so if you find out what your normal resting pulse is and normally for people it's between 50 and 80 beats per minute find out the number of beats just count it and then make a note of that and then after having something that we know, you know, people know what their addictions are that that we know will have an effect like like caffeine for example if that pulse rate is raised about 10 beats You know, an increase of about 10 beats. Mm -hmm. You know the body doesn't want that. doesn't want it at all. And it's showing you, and that's a reaction that is initiated by the immune system. And it's an immune reaction. It's going to tell you through that elevated pulse, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. So corn will elevate it for a lot of people because corn is very close to sugar. Sugar will probably elevate it. Um, you know, simple things that people wouldn't even think of. Sometimes people are it'll be elevated from orange juice or tomatoes, something like that. And so, testing that pulse is a very easy and very graphic way for people to find out what foods the body doesn't want. Mm-hmm. Usually, what you find is that the common foods, the foods that the people are eating every single day, they're the ones that um, are triggering most of the reactions. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and you also. Uh, uh, talk about switching up your your foods. You know, going off some of those foods that you use uh, eat all the time and using yes,
1: you switch out. You just you just switch switch it out um, for other foods. So, for example, like when you think about aging, you have to think about inflammation. And there's four inflammatory foods. And not to belabor the point, but caffeine, sugar, corn and wheat, the grain wheat and wheat flour. Those are the four inflammatory foods. So let's say somebody has bread a lot. Well, bread will make you tired and give you joint stiffness. give you, will give people a lot of arthritis pain. So what you're going to do, you've got to switch out the bread, switch out the wheat for another grain that doesn't give you pain. See, the immune system recognizes the bread or the flour-based product as a problem because it's had overexposures for many, 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 many years by the time a person hits their 50s or 60s, they've had thousands and thousands and thousands of exposures to that one particular grain. So the immune system says, you know what, I don't like this one anymore. Give me something that I can, you know, work with. So you switch out that grain for another type of grain. So you can use, you know, rice and millet bread or 100% rye or quinoa, any of the other grains, and the immune system does not recognize those as foreign invaders because they have not had the multiple exposures to those particular grains. So it's very interesting. So people say, oh, that's cool. I'll still be able to have bread, but not this particular kind of bread. Mm-hmm. And usually their symptoms will back off, and it gives the body a break and a chance to recover, and then they can go back to having wheat on a very occasional basis. But they know if they have more than two or three exposures, that joint stiffness comes back.
2: Oh,
0: well, that, that's your telltale sign then. Yes, you know. So oh, yeah. it sounds like you begin to clear, and then it becomes more obvious what's doing what.
1: That's right, absolutely. So you clear, then you have minimal exposures, and the body will say, you know what, I can handle that on a minimal basis. But you start hitting and hitting hard, like people go away for the weekend and have lasagna and French bread and all that stuff, then the joint stiffness comes back. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 wonderful. The body does know it has an incredible wisdom,
2: and so I just, it's just love
1: that clear. we can talk about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's wonderful. So do you mind telling us uh, your Louise Hay story, how the two of you met?
1: Oh, that's so sweet. I would love to tell you. Well, this was back in the days when I was doing, I would go into a community and, and be there for five days and do back-to-back one-on-one, you know, hour-long appointments, which I don't do. I do personal readings, and then we have a very wonderful way of doing readings, which is in like a webinar setting where you have several people. Each person gets their individual readings, and then we discuss the elements of the reading um, in a group setting which works extremely well, and those details are on my website. Um, but what happened was, this is down in Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, San Diego, I'm sorry, uh, still California, San Diego in 1999, which is 10 years ago now. And there was a woman who was organizing my events down there and putting all the appointments together. She was very sweet, very lovely, very organized. But what she did was, she t- she did her whole schedule up in color on the computer, and then she said, Caroline, you're going to love this schedule. I've done it in color, and I faxed it through to your hotel so you know who's coming over the next few days. Well, typical, you know, when you have a fax, it's only black and white. There's no color involved. So when this thing came through, it was sort of black ribbons and with times, you know, written down 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, 11 to 12 kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, this is interesting. I'm, I have no idea who's coming. I just know the times that they're coming.
2: Uh-huh. So
1: I thought, well, we'll just roll with this. It's going to be a nice surprise. Well, the next morning the phone rang. Uh, Down in the hotel lobby, this is Louise Hay. I said, The Louise Hay? Yes, this is she. (laughs) I'm down in the lobby (laughs) ready for my appointment. (laughs) So I went down to the lobby, got her, sat her down, and kind of looked at her and went, Boom, 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 this is what we need to do. Her jaw dropped a mile. How could anyone, you know, tune into her A that quickly and B come up with, you know, the right answers? And so she went off and um, followed the guidelines, did extremely well, and we've been very closely associated ever since, and I've been privileged to have her you know, uh, acknowledge and, and um yeah, kind of put in love of you. approval.
0: She loves you. You're oh, her point. you're her she ch- she's your champion. Yeah,
1: she yeah. she really she really and, and and that's been marvelous. It's been a tremendous privilege because she is a marvelous person. She has a lot to do. Hay House is a growing company and even at her age she can be vibrant and travel and get up in front of huge audiences and talk and it's been awesome. an
0: inspiration. She right. is, yeah.
1: So that's how it happened. It was serendipitous, which you know if we're going to close out the show to tell people that, you know, just like you say, you watch. you your the universe is always with you, giving you the next step. We never need to worry. It's always there for us. We just have to believe that we're in this flow and it will come. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, do you have anything else you'd like to share with us before we close? Any upcoming oh, events you'd like it's to very announce?
1: Thoughtful. Um, i just like to mention, again, the Monday night teleconferences that we have that are free every Monday for people to tune into, and those details are on my website, com. And that, 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 that medical intuition, you know, is not just the gift of a very few, you know, sort of isolated people. It really is something that everyone can start to learn and tap into.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I do a lot of teaching through my books and teleconferences and trainings and that kind of thing. And, I just really encourage people and even for instance a mother with children, you know, those kids can't necessarily talk. But um if 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 mothers know how to tune in and I give those examples in my book books of, you know, challenge testing or pulse testing or muscle testing that kind of thing. And um you know, it's there, it's available for everyone and I just want to encourage people to get on board and do what their their guidance shows them and what their body wants.
0: Oh, thank you. I want to invite everyone to learn more about Carolyn Sutherland and her work. Please visit her website, where you can also register for her upcoming free teleconferences, subscribe to her newsletter, and more. That website address is carolynsutherland.com. Have a beautiful day, everyone. A warm mahalo. Thanks again for joining us, Carolyn. It's been a pleasure.
1: Oh, it's been wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much.